up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Sang. Uh, today, my guest is a very talented actress, writer, director, and activist. Uh, her show, Instructions for a Teenage Armageddon, is currently running at the Suffolk Playhouse. Uh, I am so excited to be introducing Rosie Day. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so um, I really wanted to first of all ask you, um, like, how did you come up with the title, Instructions for a Teenage Armageddon? <laughs> I find that's such a cool title. I get asked that a lot. Um, I actually was just in a taxi uh, Christmas shopping a few years ago and I had like a series of titles for it and I was texting them to our director being like what about this one? What about this one? I was just sort of playing around and we sort of wanted something that was like empowering and also you know it, it, it is really hard being a teenager and things do feel like an Armageddon and rightly so and so that's why we went for this slightly hyperbolic um title that that we all we are all very fond of. Amazing yeah I remember you premiering this play um at the Old Red Lion Theatre pub just before um lockdown um how much would you say like the show has like evolved since then? It's hugely evolved I think at the Old Red Lion it was our preview run so it sort of was like a tester and we literally closed I think about like three days before the country went into lockdown um and so yeah we've sort of spent you know the pandemic sort of developing it and now we have lots of filmed elements so there's lots of filmed scenes and we use a lot of projection and so you kind of get a really 3d idea of this of this teenage girl's world and the kind of characters that she she comes across oh that's so cool yeah um, and what has you know the experience been you know writing and also like performing the piece and also you know collaborating with all of your creative team as well it's been so much fun it it really has it's been it's been tiring um I sort of I don't think I quite realized how tiring it was to do a one-person show every night but um no it, it's been amazing I mean I wrote it a good few years ago now very much just as like a monologue thinking that nobody would ever ever see it more of a joke I think more than anything and then it's just sort of you know kept going and kind of spawned a book and various other things really so it's been such a joy and I think as an actor you can often feel very unempowered you, you know you don't have much control of your life and I think Teenage Armageddon has been a really wonderful way for for me to see that you can create work yourself and that is actually more for me anyway I think is more fulfilling Definitely. And, you know, Southwark Playhouse, it's such a well-loved venue by theatregoers. Um, what has it been like bringing this show to Southwark Playhouse and playing to, you know, such a devoted audience? It's been so great. I'm such a huge fan of Southwark Playhouse, as I think most people are. I mean, it's such an honour for them to let us put it on there. Like, I was so gobsmacked when they when they took it. And um, it's lovely. And the audiences are brilliant and kind of you know, a really wide range of audience. You know, we get men in their like 60s and 70s coming to watch the play. And then last night we had a whole host of 12 year old girls in. And that's so cool because I think everybody's been young once. And there's something I think in the play that everyone can relate to. And, you know, Southwark has such a loyal fan base. Um, so it's been really, it's been such a, a joy to get to to perform it every night. Yeah, I mean, you've also been, you know, acting since you were four years old. Um, and yeah, when did the like initial um, love for wanting to write and direct also start for you as well? 
So I never really wanted to be an actor <laughs> at all. I kind of fell into it very accidentally and then just kept on doing it really. And it was probably when I was about 18 or 19 that I started wanting to kind of create things. I was very inspired by people like Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach and they they kind of had quite a hold on me. And I and so I started kind of coming up with some ideas. And I think when you've been acting for a very long time, which is weird because I'm not that old, but obviously I've been doing it for such a long time, you sort of, um, it sort of becomes like you need something else in your life as well. So it became a kind of outlet for me to be able to write and do things and I play or I had been playing a lot of teenage girls and they're not always the best written things in the world um and I thought oh well I've been a teenage girl I'm pretty sure I could write something um yeah so that's probably when it all sort of started and I wrote the play I think when I was about 22 I was filming in Spain and had nothing to do on the weekends and just kind of wrote wrote the play yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago when you yourself were a teenager. Um, how much would you say? <laughs> how much would you say this show is autobiographical? With most one-person shows, there is an element of things that you've lived. Absolutely. Um, luckily, I've not experienced much of what happens to this young girl in the play. I, my parents are still together. My sister isn't dead. Like there's, <laughs> you know, that you know, nothing, nothing that bad. But I think there's always parts of yourself and the character is definitely like a cooler spikier version of me when I was a teenager she says everything that I wish I could have said at that age like she's just really like just says it as it is and um that's really liberating because I think as, as a human I'm quite well I'm very filtered so it goes through my head like should I say this should I not say this whereas to play a character that's just like I'm just gonna say the first thing that comes into my brain um is is really fun yeah, I mean, there seems to be a lot of um, shows at the moment about um, teenage life. You know, you've got like Heather's The Musical and you've also got Our Generation opening at the National Theatre. Um, what do you think it is about teenage life which seems so enticing for audiences to watch? I don't know. I mean, Heather's is old, isn't it? It's been around for for a very long time. It's like one of the most iconic teenage movies and I saw it and just, gosh, they've done such an incredible adaptation of it. It's just amazing. Um, I've not obviously seen Our Generation um, yeah, but I'm definitely going to. I think it's interesting because we've all been teenagers at some point. Um, but I think for a very long time, it's been putting teenagers on telly. And I don't think theatre has done it particularly well, if I'm honest. I don't think there has been shows. Uh, there's been musicals, I think, for sure, where, you know, the protagonist is a teenager. But I think actual straight plays where teenagers are the leads and it tell their stories. I don't think there is that many. And there's certainly not many around 13, 14 year old girls leading a show. And I think I'm really glad that theatre for all voices that haven't been heard is sort of waking up and giving more people chances. And because we really need that. We really need that in theatre. Um, it's not that I don't like the 45 productions of Hamlet that we get every year, but I just think, you know, there are so many stories that need to be told. And it's, I think it's a really exciting time for theatre right now, post pandemic. Yeah, definitely completely agree with you. Um, yeah, if you could go back in time as well and like impart some advice or wisdom to your teenage self, um, what would you say? I've been asked that question so many times over the past few weeks and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, um, I really should have this answer like prepped. Um, I think the obvious one, and I still do it now, is like stop being so hard on yourself, stop beating yourself up about everything. 
talk like you have to if you bottle everything up everything's only going to get worse um that's something that I think I've realized I did a lot as a teenager and really shouldn't have um yeah I mean it's it, it's interesting playing a teenager because you sort of remember how hard it is to be that age and I don't envy teenagers you know nowadays because you know when I was a teenager social media was only just coming in like it wasn't like a big thing whereas now it's you know it's a whole other whole other ball game so I think they're doing amazingly and they're so much smarter and so much more switched on than I think my generation were as teenagers. Mm, yeah I think like you know the millennial gen z generation you know we get a lot of flack as well sometimes you know we like to go on our coffee yeah. trips and like have avocados um, <laughs> <laughs> um like do you think like any of that criticism is fair at the same time though as well um obviously you know um yeah. no we're allowed to have nice things <laughs> it's like it's like Kirsty Allsop being like oh you can afford a house if you you know don't have Netflix and buy coffee it's like they're the only things that are keeping us going Kirsty <laughs> like we deserve little bits of happiness um no I don't think it's fair I think you know the country's been really royally mucked up by a lot of people older than us and we're doing our best and um and it's hard I mean it's hard out there for everybody um but no I do think we get a lot of stick for our avocado which is wrong mm. um and and our coffees so so no I think we're all we're all just we're all just collectively trying aren't we like we've just lived through a pandemic which I don't think any of us are actually going to really process for like another few years like what we've sort of just gone through and just got on with um so I think everybody needs to be a lot kinder to each other <laughs> yeah I definitely hope so um what do you think like the next generation will be like you know after you know those like who are going to be born like in you know, oh, 20 24 I think they're going to be so cool I think they're going to be so they're so on it they're the people that are going to make change in in the world I see it now even with um 14 15 year olds you know when they talk about subjects and they're really they really want to make change and they're the people that are going out there doing being activists making a difference in the world I think our future is in good hands with the younger generations I really do um yeah I mean it's also you know amazing to see you know so many um young actors you know emerging on stage and on screen as well um but at the same time do you think it's now also become you know more challenging to develop to establish a name for yourself in the industry yeah certainly I mean when I was acting when I was younger there was a lot less of us like whereas now it's you know it's a a very oversaturated market in terms of jobs and the amount of actors and I think everyone is so brave that wants to be an actor and goes for it because it is a really it is a difficult way to live your life um but so yeah I do think it I do think it is hard um obviously you get people that get really lucky and get like a big break straight of straight away and then I have friends that have been working like tirelessly for 10 years just like job after job just like you know doing really well and, and, and it, it's so different for everybody I think um would I be an actor if I if I hadn't done it as a kid absolutely not there is no way on this planet that I would have gone I'm gonna go into this career which is really up and down and um I think there's that saying, which is that when it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's awful. Um, and it is. And that's part of being an actor. But then that's also part of getting to essentially just play. You get paid to literally play games, which is such a joy. Um, so you can't have the good without the bad, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, you've gotten to work with, you know, some incredible actors over your career from Simon yeah. Russell Beale to, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, was there ever also, you know, a point where you wanted to, you know, pursue more formal training and, you know, go to like on conservatoire and, you know, hone in your craft that way? <laughs> um, I was doing my A-levels and there was a time where I was thinking of going to university uh, to do something that wasn't acting. I was going to do psychology. Um, and then I got a job and didn't finish my A-levels because it took me away to Manchester for like four months. Um, so there wasn't a time where I was going to go to drama school um, because I just learned on the job and I'd grown up around some really incredible actors that had sort of taken me under their wing. And I learned by copying, by watching them and absorb absorbing it. And I think that I think drama school is great. I think you can probably learn in a year what they teach over three years. I'm not sure the three-year course is necessarily necessary um but I think the best learning for acting is on the job is doing it um and being around your peers and obviously there's some you know technical things that you learn from drama school that's really invaluable that I got to learn through doing theatre you know all the kind of voice work and all that sort of things um but yeah I don't I think there used to be quite a lot of snobbery around you have to go to drama school to be taken seriously but luckily I think that's really changing now which is really great because it just not everybody can go to drama school is such a privilege to get to go to not only to get into but also to be able to afford um and so I'm really glad that our industry sort of opening up making it easier for for more people to become actors um in terms of like you know looking forward as well you know where do you sort of like see yourself in the next five years um what a good question I think I, I definitely want to write more. Um, I've got a couple of projects with different like companies at the moment and kind of using my voice in that way, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to say as an actor, like you don't, you simply just don't know what, you know, I know what the next two things are that I'm doing and then I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So it's sort of like, you just literally have to kind of trust in the universe and, and kind of go with the flow. But um, But hopefully, I don't know hopefully interesting work that tells good stories and and puts young women at the the forefront that's something that I'm incredibly incredibly passionate about and um yeah yeah I mean you've had such a varied career as well playing all sorts of characters you know on screen and <laughs> on stage as well um did you ever like have like a picture of like what sort of an actress you would be grow I love acting for me the actors I really admire are the people that can play anything it's acting for me is versatility. So I grew up loving like Helena Bonham Carter and Julie Waters and and Billy Piper. I was like one of Billy Piper's original like fans when she was in Doctor Who from when I was like 11 years old. Um, and I think, yeah, that to me was very much what I wanted to do. But then I kind of got to know, for me, Greta Gerwig is like my inspiration of like my life. I think she is so funny and so brilliant and her writing is incredible and her acting is just really unique. And she's definitely somebody that I, I would like to try and emulate what she what she's done. I think that's that's the dream anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you see acting as being like a great art form in the same way that, you know, painting and like composing music is often seen as great art forms? That's such a good question. Do you know what? I think so, because I think, you know, it's been interesting over the past two years with everything that's gone on. And I've had moments where you're like, you know, the real heroes of the world are the NHS and the people that are saving lives. And as an actor, you know, you're just kind of playing. But then being an actor, it's escapism. You watch a performance 
and all of a sudden you can feel seen and you can feel heard just by watching that performance because you relate to it um and so I do think there is a real importance to it and so yeah I do and I think that you know people that completely transform into other people it's 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 a huge skill I think and talent and and filmmaking for me is like the ultimate art I like I think it's such a a beautiful brilliant thing and I think it helps so so many people yeah it's definitely incredible to see like how universal it can be in it you don't have to you know yeah. be qualified everyone can connect to a story absolutely there was a brilliant one of the reviews we got for teenage armageddon was written by i don't know how old he was but a much older single man with no children and he started his review saying that being like this play isn't for me like as in like i can't relate to it but i loved it and i was like that meant so much to me because he took something from the story, even though he's never been a 13 year old girl before. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, something I wanted to ask you about as well was um, you're doing um, what well, Midas Man is going to be coming out um, soon as well later this yeah. year. Um, yeah, tell me, you know, um, I think, yeah, I think Brian Epstein is, you know, his life is going to be really like resonate with a lot of people. Um, what was it that attracted you to this project and, you know, playing Stella Black? The story of Brian Epstein was one that I sort of was aware of, but didn't know. And I don't think many young people know he was the man that founded the Beatles and Scylla and kind of uh, the Mersey beat essentially that happened in Liverpool, the incredible music scene. And he died very, very young at 30 um, from an accidental drug overdose. And his story, like, is just, he was this, essentially, he was the Simon Cowell of his time. He was the first person. Um, and he he was an amazing man and and... And the idea of getting to play Silla Black was, to me, ridiculous because she is like an icon. Like when you think of like fierce, incredible women, Silla Black is like up there. Um, and so, yeah, getting the chance to do that. I mean, we're still doing it at the moment um, is, it is, it is brilliant and slightly, I, I can't quite believe it if I'm being totally honest about it. <laughs> the first time I stepped on set, I was like, Oh, okay no we are we are we are doing this okay like this is happening um and then you've got like, the Beatles you know suddenly you turn around and there's the Beatles are there and everybody looks like the Beatles and you know it's 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 very surreal but um yeah I just hope that we can do his story justice because I do think it's one that really does need to be told yeah definitely um yeah like all of these characters are such you know pioneers in pop culture yeah um, like, how much did you know about, like, you know, Scylla and, you know, uh, Brian Epstein and, of course, the Beatles? I knew a lot about Scylla because I've grown up with her on telly. Um, I think I knew less about her as a singer, actually, mm. you know, and what an incredible recording artist she was and her success there. So it's, it had been really fun to go back and, like, you know, just do tons of research and, and read her autobiography and kind of watch endless things about her because um, she was just a, a powerhouse. And um, I knew the Beatles, obviously, as we all do um but I didn't know the story behind it um at all and and that's been really cool and it's probably one of the first jobs I've done where I've really got to like geek out on research and got to like kind of playing a real I played one other real person before but they were still alive so it was slightly easier whereas Scylla isn't sadly with us anymore um and so it's just been a case of watching sort of endless archive footage and talking to people that knew her and kind of hopefully not getting kicked out of Liverpool for doing it badly that's my main <laughs> being exiled from liverpool is my main fear at this point 
Yeah, I mean, like, Stella Black, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I didn't really know that much about her singing career either, but she yeah. was kind of like the first woman pop star in Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, will we, yeah. Will we get to hear you sing at all, like, in the film? Uh, watch this space. I have to be quite careful <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I'm saying about it um, at the moment. Watch this space. Okay. But it's, um, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Okay, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been so exciting, you know, getting to, uh, it'll be so exciting to get to see you back on the big screen. Um, <laughs> over, yeah, over the years, you know, have you developed, you know, a preference for, you know, performing on stage or on telly or film? It's been, it's interesting because I did a lot of telly and, and film growing up, a lot of screen work, and I desperately wanted to do theatre and I had to work really hard to get in the rooms to be taken seriously for theatre and theatre excites me in a way that I can't quite explain like it just it, it kind of brings me alive in 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 a way that nothing else really does and I love filming I absolutely love filming and I love when you have a big cast and you become a family and it's like running away with the circus and it's just brilliant but the principle of filming like how you film a scene is always the same you know you have to hit your mark say your line and then you do it lots of times and so at times it can feel slightly repetitive whereas what I love about theatre is every play that you do with the director you have a completely different experience and it's like a whole new a whole new thing and I learn so much I think from doing theatre and um, so I if I at the moment currently I'm slightly skewed towards towards um, theatre but then in terms of actually making work as a sort of writer director I love filmmaking I love being behind the camera um, that really excites me. It's so interesting to hear that. Um, and of course, you know, with all the success with um, instructions for a teenage Armageddon, um, would you plan to do a screen adaptation at all? There has been some companies that have are speaking to me at the moment, yeah, about it. Um, so I guess watch this space. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, that definitely has always been, been part of the sort of, I guess, long-term, ideal long-term plan for, for it. Okay, so definitely some exciting stuff to look out for. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, coming back to um, the play, you know, what do you hope um, audiences will take away from seeing the show? I hope they feel empowered. That's like the message behind the show. But I also hope it sheds a light on, on what it is to be young in this day and age. Um, we've had a lot of young women and teenage girls come up after the show and speak to us and kind of say, like, thank you for putting our experience on stage, which... I think means more to me than they'll ever know. And certainly, you know, that's the best feeling when, when somebody says that to you. But I think, I hope it reconnects people with like their younger selves and the young people around them. And, you know, I think it's so easy to write young people off for being dramatic or, do you know what I mean? Or being a teenager, it's meant to be hard. Um, but I hope it sort of shines a light on the fact that it is really hard to be young right now, um, but there are ways to get through it. And I hopefully, with the instructions for a teenage Armageddon, um, it gives people hope. Absolutely. Um, just as a last question, um, what do you most want people to know about you? About me? Yes. Gosh. <laughs> what do I want people to know about me? Uh, what, like a fun fact? Or, <laughs> as, or like, a, I, live, I live with five cats. Um, I'm a crazy cat lady. That's probably the, the, the truth of who I am. But um, gosh, I don't know. Just that like, I, I, 
it's so weird because you spend so long sort of being characters that when people ask you about like who you are as a person you're a bit like I don't know I'm just I'm just here for the ride um <laughs> but yeah I don't know really probably that this is just all all one big long joke and mistake in my life really I kind of <laughs> was never really meant to be in this industry I was going to be an Olympic gymnast according to me when I was nine um but here I am as an actor instead so yeah are you still doing gymnastics at all like you know no I like... wish I could my dream is to be able to tumble again like <laughs> to backflip like that's all I want to do in life oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing well um thank you so much for your time here today and yeah we definitely look forward to uh, everything yeah thank you so much thank you